Before we get into today's episode, I just want to say a massive thank you to the podcast sponsor, that is FC Sensory. FC Sensory are a football club based in Coventry, offering free football sessions to visually impaired and blind people of all ages across the city and the surrounding areas. They are currently looking for people under the age of 16 and especially over the age of 16 to take part in their sessions. If you would like to know more, please email fcsensory at protonmail.com. That's fcsensory at protonmail.com. I know growing up in Coventry myself, if I had the opportunity to play a sport such as blind football, I would have jumped to the chance. So if you know someone or you are someone yourself that would be interested in taking part in any of this, then please email them and they will let you know of all the details and necessary information. Let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of That Blonde House Podcast and a new episode in a brand new series. This series I'm going to be focusing on disability sports or more so blind sports and my first guest is a blind footballer, judo person, whatever you want to call and just all round sports person. That is Kieran Clark. Kieran, how are you? Yeah, not too bad yourself? Not at all. And uh, yeah, thank you for taking time out of your day to to come on my podcast yeah no problems pleasure been a, been a long time coming actually been yeah, it has time. been it has been at least two probably two years in the making i think two yeah it would be yeah that's <laughs> mad isn't it yes yeah, time flies doesn't it let's tell about those first three months the best i think yeah hardly hardly remember them to be honest but you know it was a, it was a, it was a good laugh at the time wasn't it <laughs> yeah definitely so Obviously, um, I've got you on to, well, for starters, I know you and I know you're just big into blind sports. You know, mm-hmm. you may want to be in uh, football and you've recently kind of delved into, um, into judo. So, yeah, yeah where, where where did it all start for you and like getting into sports and discovering it? So, obviously, I was sort of raised in a, an environment where my family were sort of heavy into sports growing up. A lot of my family were into martial arts, uh, kickboxing specifically. So I actually started doing kickboxing probably after I popped out the womb, really. Probably about, about three, four years of age, I was getting along to kickboxing lessons. Um, and I sort of had a real attraction to martial arts from a young age. I then lost my sight at the age of five um, due to allergic reaction to penicillin. And then after that, I sort of realized that kickboxing wasn't really the one for a blind person. You know, I couldn't really see the punches come in anymore and um, it wasn't really viable. So then I sort of, my dad uh, at the time, he sort of searched up about um, martial arts that visually impaired people could do. And then I sort of got into the judo and that was from about the age of six, seven. And I was just doing that all through my sort of teenage years. It wasn't until I went to college the Royal National College for the Blind in Hereford, that I then actually found out about blind football. Um, I was just sort of wandering through the college one day, uh, bumping into everything, trying to sort of work my way around it. And um, Dylan, who was the football coach at the time, he come up to me and he was like, you know, in his brummy accent, he's like, you look like you'd be good at playing football. And I was like, all right, 
sounds sounds good i'll give it a go <laughs> i'll give it a go you know obviously i've been a a big a big football fan growing up but never actually been able to play it um so i was i was chuffed to actually give it a go mm. and it, it turns out i was half decent at it and then just sort of started continue from there and where we're at today sort of playing internationally and around europe has been a been a dream really then when you when Dylan, because I know Dylan myself, from also yeah. going to college, obviously, and when he first came up to you, yeah, was you hesitant about like taking part of it? Like, oh, it's going to be difficult, or it's not going to be for me, or did you not have any kind of views going into it? Such looking, nah, I just, I just thought, I just was really grateful for the opportunity to play football, really, because I think growing up, and you'll probably can testify to this to yourself, but. Sort of when we used to have PE in school and stuff, everyone used to play football and I'd just go into the gym or I'd do an alternative activity. So I never got mm. the opportunity to play football, even though I always used to tune in and listen to football. And, uh, you know, obviously I've been a big Chelsea fan most of my life. So just sort of, I've always been a big fan of football, but I never got to actually play the game. Do you know what I mean? So it was sort of um, just, I was grateful for the opportunity really. And then I just... One of my mates who was with me at the time went and grabbed me a pair of Astro boots from his room and I just got on the pitch and was just kicking balls around and just loving it. So yeah, it was it was it was a great opportunity and I just sort of got very deep into it very quickly. Mm, and you, you, did you say did you ever get the chance to play football like at all with like when it you know, just generic football website or was that yeah at such a young age? Did it, did it... Yeah, so I didn't really play it at a young age because you know, I lost my sight at five, so before that, I might have, mm. might have probably, I probably did play at some point when I was a kid. I can't really remember too much, but then obviously after I lost my sight as well, like I had kick around with my friends and stuff, but I could never ever have like a full game or something because I could just couldn't see the ball. You know what I mean? So I'd had a kick around with my friends where they mm. sort of kick it into my feet and then I'd be able to pass and maybe do some penalties or something like that. But there was no like I'd never actually experienced what the game looked like or how to play the game or even how to sort of dribble and stuff like that. So I didn't know all these all these things until sort of that transition to blind football. And obviously it's very different to sighted football, but you know, the fundamentals are still there. And what how did you was there any things that kind of you used or you were given by the coaches to kind of bring like the football field to life, if that makes sense. Obviously not yeah. knowing what Maybe a you know formations look like or yeah. where certain positions would be on a pitch. What was there anything like that that brought it to life? Yeah, you? so um, obviously when I first got started, you know it was it was just very basic fundamental stuff like how to control the ball, how to dribble, stuff like that. And a lot of the time it would be maybe feeling their their feet or even their hips when they were dribbling. I sort of walk behind them and just sort of feel the motion of it. And then it was also just, I mean, I got I got involved very very heavily very quickly like for the first couple of weeks I was just doing one session two sessions a week and then it it became five sessions a week quite quickly because they established that I was quite decent at it or whatever so then it became like orientation runs so we'd run to different points on the pitch so the 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 blind football pitch is split up into different zones so I'd do orientation zone runs and they would sort of talk through formation. Then then I started training with other people and we started doing 
defensive drills in in formations and getting sort of shapes behind the ball. So those that know football, sort of defending in um, diamonds or triangles and stuff like that. Um, so it, it got ramped up very quickly. I, I think within a year in, it was, you know, we, instead of just learning the basic fundamentals of the sport, it was learning some more, a lot more technical, tactical um, aspects of the sport. So it was, it was great. And for people that um, obviously may even have heard of it or haven't even heard of blowing football, how would you describe the pitch and like like you said, like the different zones and the way yeah. you have to position your body compared to mm. standard football? So obviously, um, I'll just sort of talk through the, the like the sort of basics of the sport and describe what it is. So uh, obviously mainstream football is an 11-a-side game. Um, with us, it's a 5-a-side game. We have four outfield players and a sighted goalkeeper. So it's a five-a-side game. The ball is an audible ball. It has ball bearings in it that um, obviously give it a noise. And there's acoustic boards on each side of the pitch. So each side of the pitch has a board and that basically reverberates the sound of the ball and the players talking to each other. We have to obviously communicate a lot and that sort of gives us the audible feedback to be able to pick up the ball or, or communicate with our um, teammates everyone's fully blind we have to wear eye shades and uh, it can get a lot more physical than sort of mainstream football so we are allowed contact um, you know obviously there's different rules around how much contact you can give but it tends to be a lot more um, lenient in terms of like the refereeing in terms of how physical you can be in terms of like challenges and and when you're tracking a player, when you're when you're marking a player, sort of how physical you can be. So it does tend to be quite a physical game. Uh, there's a universal word, voy, uh, which is Spanish for I'm here. And you have to say that when you're sort of in and around the ball and when you're trying to tackle a player, you have to say voy. That basically just gives the player an indication of where you are and just limits the chances of, of uh, headbutts and split eyebrows and knocked out teeth. Um which I've all experienced in a game, not myself, but you know, seen it, seen it all happen. So, yeah, there's there's different rules and regulations, obviously, to the mainstream game. But there's lots of videos on YouTube. If, if the listeners want to go away from this podcast and listen to, and sort and watch it and sort of see the differences between the the mainstream game and and the blind game. Yeah, definitely for people. Obviously, after you listen to the podcast, I definitely recommend going to YouTube, especially with the World Blind Games that happened. Um, in August in Birmingham, just gone. Yeah. Um, where there was women, women and men, partial sighted and blind. There are some uh, obviously some very good examples, and it's a, it's a Paralympic sport. So, yeah. Um, yeah, get all over that because seeing it, ironically, seeing blind football will make a lot more sense than just you know. Yeah, and a lot of someone. people. Yeah. A lot of people do say like it's a they're surprised how how good it is to watch because I think it's quite a spectator friendly game because it's quite entertaining for, for the sighted viewer who has watched mainstream football and then they watch blind football and they're like, Oh, it's just kind of funny. You know what I mean? People just smashing into each other and, mm. and, and, and then there's also <laughs> side of it that the technicality of it, like some of the, the top guys, like the Brazilian guys and stuff, they're so technically good with the, with the close control and, and, and the finish. And you, you wouldn't think that they, they're blind and have eye shades on. So people really do appreciate um, like watching the games can be very entertaining. A lot of goals, um, you know, you rarely ever have like 
in in the, the high divisions like nil nil draws, there's usually a lot of goals in the game. So it's, it's, as a spectator sport, I think it's it's quite marketable, and we've seen that recently with the the the, the viewership on streams going up a lot. So yeah, it's a great game to watch. As as Jamie said, mm. give it a check out on YouTube and see uh, see what you think about it. I mean, they also have the is it the FA Disability Cup that happens every is it June? The yeah, TNT yeah. Sports now. Yeah. Um, broadcast which is is great yeah um, yeah see Aaron Sierra Aaron Sierra about that um so for yourself when you've now had what two about three three is it playing it yeah on a three on years, a regular yeah. basis what, yeah what would you say the things like the most things that came naturally to you and what were the things that you felt like you had to work on and maybe set up to work on for this day um I think the things that came natural for me was the physicality of the sport. I think coming from a martial arts background, uh, a judo background specifically, sort of learning how to um, defend and how body positioning and and you know keep my body behind the ball was uh, quite good. I'd say I'm quite a physical player, so in defense I'm quite solid. Um, I don't mind getting stuck in for a challenge. So I found that was the sort of aspect of the sport I managed to pick up quite easily it was sort of a natural part of my game I think for me mm-hmm. sort of developing like going forward with the ball that is something that was a bit foreign to me so being a bit more because I, I tend to be quite um, like hold my ground hold my feet a little bit so learning how to be a bit more uh, light on my feet and, and dribbling and, and and taking on players took a bit more time uh, still, still not great at it but you know we're a work in progress so learning stuff like that um, I think I picked up the tactical side of the game quite quickly, like the the um the formations and and that sort of stuff and the organization and communication, though they're all aspects I I think that I managed to pick up quite well. But yeah, it's, you know, it's it's such a hard sport to master and there's people doing it for years that are still learning, so it's just a progress really. How would you say obviously going on to a football pitch where you've got Yeah. You know, including your teammates, you've got eight, uh, you know, completely blind people as their own folds. Do you say you have to have an element of bravery, like being, you know, able to just run with the ball at your feet or run at someone who's got the ball at their feet? Mm. You know, in a you don't know where someone's coming from. So you've got the audio cues that everyone is meant to use, but you yeah. know, doesn't stop people from clashing together or tackling. Is, is there a element yeah. of bravery in that? Definitely, definitely. Um, I think it takes. I think everyone that steps on the pitch for the first time, um, you know, there's a different, definite aspect of being uh, out of your comfort zone because if you play in the league, for example, the first time you play, you're gonna play against people that have all played the game before, and um, it's very disorientating more than anything. So like people that play for the first time, it's it's such an experience where I ended up off the pitch the first time I played. I had no clue. Like I'd been training, I got half decent. I thought I thought oh, I'm gonna play in the league and I'm gonna go out there, I'm gonna score a goal. Like I had all these ideas in my head, but in theory, when you put it to practice, it's such it's such a different aspect when you're out there and people are really trying to win. Um, you know, obviously as you go up the levels as well and play internationally. You know, we played as a club round in in a tournament in Europe. There's expectations on you, like if you don't go in for certain challenges, someone's running through the ball and you don't you don't hit them head on. 
you might get subbed off or there's there starts to be um you know elite expectations on you because if you're on a talent pathway to play for the England national team then you, there's certain expectations that need to be put on your shoulders and you know that's a, you have to be brave and have to be prepared to take a few hits in in this game definitely obviously everyone's blind and running at full speed so there's going to be hits and stuff that's something you have to expect but yeah there's a huge element of of sort of bravery and tenacity in in this sport and it's do you think yeah like, like with many things really, you know almost everything it's you have to enjoy that that contact and that kind of yeah uh yeah. you know unexpected aspect of it yeah i think for me i probably relish it a little bit too much when i went to the european league i played for rnc um this was last year and the first game was against dortmund the uh the german team and I didn't start the game, but I was on the bench. And when uh, my coach subbed me on, he said, "Go on, Key, give it to him," because he knew he knew I, I like a bit of physicality. He's like, "Give it to him." And the the first action of the game, I've tackled a lad and 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 put him over the boards. Like I've I've fully smashed him like over the boards, <laughs> and and the and the boards have come down. So like they've had to stop the game and and put the boards back up. <laughs> so it's like. You know, there's an element of of getting stuck in, and then there's getting overstuck in, which I I tend to do sometimes. So you have to, you definitely have to relish it and and, and enjoy it. I I love the physicality of the game. I love the games that there's more, there's more on it. You know, you have a little bit of a rivalry with another club, or you go to Europe, and you know some of the some of the teams are a bit more physical. So I, I do love that side of the game, but there still is rules and stuff. So you have to be a little bit a little bit careful. That's uh, that's quite literally getting stuck in it, just <laughs> like it's someone yeah. flying over the boards. Yeah. Obviously, you mentioned there uh, going um, traveling to places like Dortmund in Germany, which yeah. you know it's a football city. Like you know, everyone football fans know it as the home of one of the biggest, one of the best stadiums in the world. Yeah. What along with that, what what kind of things having been you know getting into blind football and being at a high level. What has that brought you in terms of experiences and places you've been able to to go and, and visit? Oh, just massive. Like in terms of experiences, just you know, obviously you said going to Dortmund and we got to visit the stadium, we got a tour around there. We we sat up in the um they got these like boxes and stuff where we had dinner after our, our games and it was just uh you know, sort of travelling around Europe. I've managed to visit so many countries I haven't visited before just to just to play football. And, um, you know, it's just the, the element of going away as a team, even though it wasn't for a holiday, just going away, playing a few games. Like, we had to stay in some terrible places as well, but it's it's, it's all for a laugh, you know what I mean? We had to stay in, in hostels where there's like six of us in one room and then we're just playing games and getting out of there. And it's just, it's it's hell of an experience. Even, you know, at the time, you're like, oh God, I can't wait to go home and just have my bed. But, you know, we stayed... It's just it's just awesome to to be away with the lads really and just having a joke, having a laugh. Everyone's, you know, everyone's vibing and just in terms of the people I've met through sport, as you said about the playing on BT or TNT now. Um, you know, I'm I was very fortunate to play in the last three years that it was televised and um as a result of that got um invited to to a the BT box at or an England Germany game and spoke to some pretty influential people and stuff like that. So, sort of the opportunities that blind pro- like football is providing me is massive, and um, you know, I'm very grateful mm. for it. You've you've uh, you won did you, you won the pitch for that game didn't you? England Germany. Yeah, yeah. So um, 
we done like a, a sort of video shoot. We walked out on the pitch at half time. Um, it was the game where it was free free. I think I can't, to be honest, I didn't hardly mm. ever, hardly watched the game because I was just too busy talking to all the BT guys at the box and eating posh food that tastes horrible. But it was <laughs> it was a, it was a good laugh and you know it was just um yeah it was it was a experience for sure. What is is there an experience that really stands out to you that you really you kind of look back on now and think wow that's that's incredible. Yeah, I think that one in in terms of what pr- football has provided me was was the BT one. Um, in terms of playing football, um, in the European League, there was one game where so the team that ended up winning the league, uh, was a was a was a Belgium team that no one really liked. Basically, like the, the other teams that entered it, you know, they was a bit cocky. They was a bit, they were a good team. They beat us and and whatnot. And then uh, we'd played our two games that day. And obviously it was, this was like the last set of fixtures. So we'd come second. And um, mm. there was an opportunity to play a friendly against, because one of the teams had pulled out. So it was an opportunity to play a friendly against this uh, this Belgium team. Um, and me and one of the other lads from our club got asked if we wanted to play a third game that day. And we ended up playing it. And it was a makeshift team. Where it was like two of our players a couple of the german lads and a couple of the italian lads we had to uh we had to play this game anyway and we ended up we ended up beating them which was was a hell of an experience but it was just like it was such a funny experience because no, none of us could like speak to each other we was all just running like headless chickens but i think i played so well in that game like it's probably the best i've ever played in my life i was just like in the midfield like just bossing it like de bruyne <laughs> i was just like you know, like just <laughs> just loving it. So I just I always just remember that experience because we beat them as well, and my mate scored and stuff. And it it was a it was just a hell of an experience. But it was just everyone was there to watch it and supporting ourselves. It was a good experience. But yeah, just loads loads of stuff like that. Just love playing the game. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. That's what you get into it. But you don't do it because you have to, or it's sure, or because someone's charged you. You do it because maybe you step on that pitch, you, you just in your kind of little bubble but at the same time you know yeah. enjoying yourself and being a part for sure. of a team so obviously you mentioned um getting into combat sports so judo yeah what has that kind of come to now because obviously we're at college together i'd hear you speaking about i think you went to have a couple of classes and some courses yeah. and stuff like that what does all that entail now as a as a blind or a visiting person yeah, so um, as I said, I was very fortunate to go to college in the first place. Um, obviously, that's where I started blind football, but it's also where I picked up judo again. So, I um, I said that I started judo when I was about seven. I done it consistently until I was about thirteen or fourteen. Then, sort of, you know, I goes sort of teenage life kicked in, and other things became more important to me. Um, which they shouldn't have, but they mm-hmm. did. And uh, it wasn't until I went back to college. I actually started helping out coaching. Um, obviously, I'm a, I'm a brown belt in judo, so I was able to sort of help support some of the classes. And then college actually helped me and funded me to get my coaching badges in judo. Um, so I was actually coaching judo at the college in my last year, pretty much. Um, and I was delivering full sessions. I was delivering a couple of my own sessions a week. And uh, it's just gone on from there, really. So obviously, I've in and about the sort of judo 
Um, I still train and I'm also doing jiu-jitsu, which has been a thing I started doing in the last year, which is similar to judo. It's just another grappling sport. Um, I recently competed that, competed in that in um in a mainstream competition. Uh, didn't go too well, but you know we move, and um, I just yeah I've been training that at the moment, and that's that's what I've been doing mostly at the moment, just sort of keep my fitness up and and um yeah hoping to compete in that again in a couple of weeks hopefully. What is that like? Obviously, say a mainstream competition, say everyone else, yeah, or imagine everyone else is you know fully sighted and and have you yeah. What is like that, and especially in a spot where, you know, when you have vision, you're looking at those uh, the opponents' arms or legs and yeah. trying to figure out what they're going to do next and where they're going to get you next. How yeah. do you get around that as a, as a blind person? Um, I think what's beautiful about a sport like jujitsu, uh, is it's a it's a grappling sport, so. I don't feel like sight comes into it too much. I feel like it's very, um, it's very tactile in the sense of you can sort of feel your opponent. You can sort of feel what they're going to do and you can react to it through your senses. And there's a lot of times where sight competitors won't be able to see anyway, because maybe they've got an arm over their face when they're, when they're wrestling or they're grappling and stuff like that anyway. So a lot of it is very intuitive and sort of, um, you know, feeling your opponent so I don't feel like I'm at really a disadvantage at all to be honest I don't feel like there's much um apart from the the start where where you start stand up but then I just uh I start with grips so usually people will start opposite side of the mat the ref will say go and obviously they just go hammer and tongs but with me I just emailed the the competition organizers beforehand just said I'm visually impaired this is the this is the uh, rundown and can I start with grips and they were happy to accommodate that. So yeah, I, I feel like after that, after I start with grips, I feel like I'm on an equal playing field. Um, and you know, it just, it's nice to sort of compete in a mainstream sport where, you know, I don't, nothing has to be really, really adapted. I can train at a club and nothing really needs to be adapted for me. Um, so it's nice to, you know, also aside from blind football, which is an, an adapted sport, which I, I love as well. Um, it's nice for me to sort of be in and around a club of a mainstream sport where I can, like, you know, I'm exposed to a lot of different training partners, you know, lots of competitions I can get involved in and and uh, sort of develop my martial arts career, which I still, still um, you know, hope to develop. How important is that? Like like you said, you said you, said you emailed the um, competition organisers. How important is it that, you know, you you can meet halfway with people like that and for them to understand that you're not getting an upper hand or yeah. whatever and you're purely just making it a level playing field from the get-go. I think you know and I know that, you know, when you are a visually impaired person, you need to be, you know, when you're trying to do stuff for yourself, you have to be very assertive and you have to be very forward about what you need and why you need it with people. Um, so, you know, when I emailed them, I just worded mm. in a way saying this, this is like, I told them my experience. I told them like I competed before in judo, which is a similar sport. I said, can you accommodate this? And they were, they was happy to do that. And obviously I spoke to them, the refs on the day as well, and they were happy to, you know, facilitate that for me. So it was just, 
a process of communication really and just telling them you know this is my experience this is this is what i need to be able to compete and um they they'd actually had experience i wasn't i wasn't really aware of this but there's actually a few uh vi guys on the on the circuit competing in jiu-jitsu a couple lads that were in the military and lost their sight to um you know explosions and stuff like that i didn't realize but there was a couple lads competing um you know, around the country who, who were also visually impaired. So the, the referees had, had dealt with it all before. So, yeah, it was all good. Mm, and that, that's probably one of the biggest things, isn't it? It's just being shown aware of something. And usually once one person, a lot of referees who are, you know, being with some yeah. people in, once it's all started, being aware that, you know, you are visually impaired and this yeah. is what you need to be able to in field for, for everyone. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I see like when I've asked the first question about jujitsu, jujitsu and judo, yeah. I just assume that I, I don't know, I've never really watched the sport. Yeah. So I just assume that you know you you're always looking at your opponent and yeah, yeah. second guessing what they're gonna do and everything. But like you said, it's with the with the gripping it, it just makes everything equal and yeah exactly and you are right that the other person might not be able to do and either. Like yeah. So going going forward for yourself, um, mm. personally and you know professionally within uh, sports, whether it's football or judo, jiu-jitsu, what do you aim to do? And like to see yourself in you know in months or years time. Well, like like yourself, really, I'm I'm super passionate about awareness. You know, obviously you you do your awareness stuff through your podcast and make sure your listeners sort of learn about disability and vision impairment especially i'm the same um in terms of i'm very passionate about um awareness and and changing people's perceptions so um i really want to go into sort of public speaking uh, sort of some delivery of workshops and and sessions which i do a little bit of now um but really i I would love to have my own business that you know it's in process as well but sort of going into places and and doing talks and yeah, just sort of getting that perception changed of of how capable a, a disability um disabled or even visually impaired people can be. So it's um you know I, I established just last year really that I really love coaching as well. So I'm gonna continue with my coaching and sort of integrate that with that sort of business model and and just try and um you know change lives really. I think if I can help change the life of one person or change the perception of one person then that's a job done you know what I mean so um I want to stay around the coaching I want to keep developing that and uh I definitely want to go into the awareness side of things and and um you know try and try and change the the future really so that's the plan really just sort of staying in and around the awareness stuff yeah fair play it's 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 is one of the most important for us to be in as you know a civil person public speaking if anyone is listening and you know if they want to get someone who's in sports side of things or just in general disability and blind side of things into you know whatever it's whether it's schools businesses i don't know conferences whatever it is and i yeah. strongly urge because I've, I've seen it myself i've seen myself obviously speaking in front of large numbers of people um and i very very much vouch for that so yeah Definitely. Yeah, I just appreciate it, man. Thank you. So, no problem. What about football? Do you is, do you have a goal in in football that you'd like to reach, or is it purely just 
playing and and seeing where it where it takes you. Yeah, so um, you know, I've been very fortunate to sort of be invited to my um invited to the first sort of England senior camps, and uh, sort of be in and around that and the development side of um the international stuff. So I would like to push on. I would like to experience, you know, what what that is like to sort of play internationally. Uh, for my country, so I, I would like to push on and and um do that. You know, I think it's good for not only myself and and, and football, but also for my career. Um, you know, to get those credentials of doing playing internationally and and um, you know, sort of representing and stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's it with the football stuff. I just want to push on, see how far I can go, really, before I blow out my ACLs or something like that. So. Yeah, we'll just see where it goes and, you know, whatever's meant to be is meant to be, isn't it? Just, just go until your legs just give out and then that's... Yeah. Then the moment, my knees, the moment my knees goes, I'm done. Quite, quite literally have to break on future stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, when I, that's when it's over. I'll tempt fate now, watch. <laughs> Don't. Don't blame I'm out, myself. I'm out, I'm out in Czech Republic <laughs> next week playing, so if I blow my ACLs out, then, uh, yeah. You put that in the description. <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, Kieran's Kieran's last public appearance before his career went down the drain. Playing both his ACL. I hope not. Fingers crossed. So, yeah, I mean, you, you you can you can very much tell just by listening to you that you're um, very passionate and you're very knowledgeable about the thing you whether that's blind football or um combat sports um and i think that that is what that industry needs obviously it already has those women you know the more the more the merrier as i say you know the more people who are passionate the more people who who want to go out there into the mainstream environments and just raise awareness you know there's no faults in that and that's you know the best thing you could possibly do um so yeah. very much very much respect you for for the for the ways you go about things and you know I've seen it firsthand. You're very devoted to, um, you know, sports and and um, just general disabilities. So, yeah. thank you for um, our podcast. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, as you said, I think it's as you said, it's very important that people like me and you are, are sort of you know keep driving that forward, the whole awareness stuff. And as you said, if any of the listeners want to get involved or anything or have any ideas. Um, I'm sure Jamie can can link my socials or whatever, and um, you know we can try try work on some stuff and sort of change mm-hmm. perceptions. I think it's hugely important. Hundred percent. And you mentioned um, you mentioned socials there. Where can people people find yourself if they want to get in touch or anything like that? Um, not hugely active on social media, but uh, Facebook it's Kieran Clark with the E. Uh, LinkedIn. Um, you started using LinkedIn a lot, so LinkedIn is Kieran Clark. And on Instagram is Kieran Kareem, so K I E R A N K A R E E M. Um, that's most of the socials that I'm active on. If you want in my number, you can't have it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, look at a minute ago. If, if someone wants to get in contact and they can't, they don't use Instagram or Facebook. Uh, I'm more than happy to be the middleman and and get yeah. uh, anyone up with Kieran because he's a very much a, a valued asset to anyone that wants his services. Um, 
so yeah once again thank you for coming on yeah. it's been a thank pleasure. you very much i hope everyone listening no problem i hope everyone is i hope everyone who's listening has enjoyed just as much as i have done talking to kieran if you want to find my uh, social media it's that blind lad on twitter slash x or it's at tbl media uk for the personal for the podcast account should i say please follow or subscribe on any of the platforms you listen to if you want to go and check out the previous two series where i spoke about mainstream football and accessibility as well as gaming accessibility keep your eyes peeled for the next three episodes of this series as they will all be very very good just as funny and yeah we'll catch you very soon Thank you.